a lot of subcategories and sub-definitions. The Ramchal starts off by telling us everything in this world, you know, we have to understand this world, we have to understand existence, we have to say, Eilam Hazek, Eilam Hazek is that environment that gets us to Eilam Haba. What's Eilam Hazek all about? How does it work? And uh, how, how, how do we relate to it in detail? And what's the system that HaKadosh Baruch Hu set up over here? So he immediately established that the Ramchal hit the ground with Ruchnius and Gashmius. There's Ruchnius and there's Gashmius. Everything in this world is either Ruchni or Gashmi. And then in Gashmius, he said there's two levels of Gashmius. In Ruchnius, there's two types of Ruchnius, and those two types have subcategories and sub-subcategories. That's what we saw so far. But I want to point something out before we go on. We did see yesterday that in Gashmius, there's two levels of Gashmius. There's lower Gashmius and upper Gashmius. Lower Gashmius means everything that's on planet Earth. Upper Gashmius means everything that's above planet Earth. And planet Earth, we saw, includes the, the, the water system, clouds, atmosphere. Once you reach above the atmosphere, the stratosphere, the heliosphere, the spherosphere, you know, whatever, whoever remembers that stuff. Okay, whatever. Once you get beyond that, you're, you're in an, another level of Gashmius. And it is clear, as we pointed out yesterday, that the Ramchal believes, you know, like Korav Zelzad, fundamentally different. And what's up there is up there. What's down here is down here. What's up there doesn't come down here, Baruch Hashem. If the moon would come down here, we'd be in trouble. Right? If stars, the sun would come down here, we'd be in big trouble. Asteroids and planetoids would come down here, we'd be in very big trouble. And we don't go up there. We don't go up there. Well, we send satellites maybe to help us with cellular communication and cable TV. But, you know, it's not for us to explore up there. That's not our realm. That's not our region. There's nothing to be gained when we take what the Ramchal is saying and, and take it as far as it goes. We're not here for space exploration. We're not here to go to the moon, to go to Mars, bring back rocks from the moon, bring back rocks from Mars. Rabbi said, there's so many rocks down here. Got plenty of rocks on planet Earth. Um, is there water on Mars? Maybe. Did there used to be water on Mars? Maybe. Baruch Hashem, we have water down here, right? We've got a lot of water down here. Good, this was, this was yesterday, a brief recap of things that we saw yesterday. But I, I want to shift over for a moment. And the Ramchal, again, is defining all the different categories of what is there in creation. And he starts off by saying the two basic categories under which everything has to um, fall is Ruchnis and Gashmi, spirituality and physicality. What's the definition of, of Gashmias and what's the definition of Ruchnis? Now, this is a problem that we always have. Anytime you want to define something, Lahavdil outside of Torah, whether it's you know math or science or even etymology, a dictionary. In a dictionary, what's a dictionary? A dictionary is a set of definitions for all the words, right? So, so you look up um, the word automobile. Automobile is a a mechanized, automated form of transport on four wheels that runs off of either gas or electricity, and something like that. Okay, but that's nice, but that only helps me if I know what a wheel is. And I know what transport is. And I know what gas is. And I, and I know what automated is. Because you have to look up those words. Those words are dependent on other words. And those words are dependent on other words. I may end up going in circles. Anytime you define things, there has to be some kind of starting point. Otherwise, you can't get anywhere. Whether it's, you know, in the sciences, in mathematics, in etymology, and, of course, the entire. And the Ramchal is here to define the world for us. He's here to define and categorize reality. As he starts with the Ruchnis and Gashmis, everything is either physical or spiritual. What is physical? What is spiritual? What, what's the definition of, of Gashmis itself? What is Gashmis and what is Ruchnis? So what Gashmis is, is, oh yeah, Gashmis, Gashmis is, is something that's Gashmis. 
Gashmias is something that's, that, I don't know, that's, that's solid. And Ruchnias is something that's not solid. Is that the, I don't know, clouds aren't, aren't that solid. Light? Is light Ruchnias or Gashmias? So no, light? Hard to put light in a box. Hard to put light in a jar. Um, what is Gashmias and what is Ruchnias? What is the definition, ultimately, of physicality and spirituality in terms of, you know, Ruchnias is something that's up there, but the sun is also up there. No, it's past the sun. That's Ruchnias. Gashmias is something that's down here. So the Ramchal did actually give us a definition. Very important to pick up on this. The Ramchal gave us, and in the pocket, in the palm, in the hand, definition of Gashmias and Ruchnias, and he, he, he spelled it out for us. Let's go back and see it again. The definition of Gashmias, which is really the only way we have of defining Gashmias, but it becomes the ultimate definition of the difference between Gashmias and Ruchni, spirituality and physicality, the Ramchal says is, is what? Gashmias is defined as something that we can perceive with our senses. That's the definition of Gashmias. It's the only way of defining Gashmias. So note that the frame of reference for defining what physicality is, is us, our, ourselves. There's no other way to define Gashmias because there's got to be a starting point somewhere. Just like in the dictionary. I can't understand the dictionary unless I have a starting point. You know, um, a tomato is red. Uh, a, 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 a fruit, a tomato is really a fruit, not a vegetable. A seedy, earthy fruit that is juicy and red. Well, what's red? I, there's no way of defining red. If you don't know what red is, I can't really express and describe a tomato to you. You know what red is. So there, gotta, there has to be a starting point for defining Gashmias, and that starting point is us, is man. The Rebbeinu made us, we, we are definitely in touch with ourselves without having any additional definitions. I know me, I know my senses, I know how I perceive my surroundings. The Ramchal says, oh, Gewaldik, that is our solid frame of reference, and that's how we define Gashmias. Gashmias is defined by anything that we can perceive with our five senses. If I can perceive it with my five senses, not, it doesn't have to be all the five, any of the five, that's called physicality. If I cannot perceive it with my senses, it's not called physicality, it's called spirituality. And there are let's point that out, let's see that all together. Um, Haruchnim, he said this towards the beginning. Right away, look. There's two types of categories in creation. Gashmi and physicality and spirituality. Hagashmi and physical existence. Is what we can perceive with our senses. That's Gashmias. That's the definition of Gashmias. And this is it. This is what it comes down to. Now, people ask you, what, what, what's, what's physicality? What's spirituality? You know, I hold my chant. That's not Gashmias. My chant is Ruchnius. Yeah, you know why your chant is Ruchnius? Because nobody will eat it. That's why it's Ruchnius, right? Okay. What's, you know, someone challenges you on this. What's Gashmius and what's Ruchnius? Some flippy, fluffy, hippy, dipsty, groovy people out there, you know, come and say, well, man, you know, I really, everything's really Ruchnius. It just depends how you look at it. No! No, shaita. It's not how you look at it. There have to be definitions over here. The solid definition of Gashmius is Murgashim Meisichleinu, things that we can perceive if I can see it, it's Gashmias. If I can smell it, it's Gashmias. If I can taste it, it's Gashmias. If I can hear it, if I can touch it, it's Gashmias. So you see, the, we see the sun, we see the moon, we see the stars. That, 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 that's Gashmias. We feel, we feel um, humidity. We can't see humidity, you feel humidity. That's Gashmias. 
I see light. You see light. That's, that's physicality. That's gashbius. Okay? And then he goes on to say, Ruharuchniim. This is like five lines in. What spirituality? That is something which is devoid of, of Gashmias. Well, what is that? I don't know what that means. And he says, Things that we cannot perceive. Ruchnias is something that we cannot perceive. And this ties in beautifully with, we, you know, mentioned in the Ramban Shir a number of weeks ago, we talked about how the Ramban says, A malach, you can't see a malach. It's impossible to see malachim. Malach is defined as something that I can't see. And we had, he had a whole disagreement with the Ramban. Of um, you know the Rambam believes anytime the Torah talks about malachim, it's always a nevuah. It's always a it's in a person's in a state of nevuah. The Ramban disagree with that. He said it doesn't have to be that Avram Avinu when he was hosting the three malachim that wasn't a nevuah that actually was happening. I how can he be hosting malachim if you can't see a malach? The Ramban said that sometimes the Rebbeinu Shalom will excite the neurons in your brain, the optic nerve, and make you feel that you're seeing something even though you're not really seeing anything. A malach. We saw this in the Ramban is very often someone thinks they're seeing a malach, it's a hallucination. I'm not really seeing anything that's there. But it's, it's the Rebbein playing around with your aptic nerves, playing around with your, your neurons, playing around your brain, making you see something, making you think that you're seeing something that's not really there. That's what we call a hallucination. But you're not really seeing the malach. And in Navi, there is a malach there. Oh, so what's going on with Navua? What's going on with Navua? When uh, it's, it's according to the Rambam, uh, when, uh, the, the, Avram's interaction with the Malachim was a prophecy, was Nevuah. And the Ramban doesn't say, well, that can't be because you can't see a Malach ever even Derech Nevuah. The Ramban doesn't seem to dispute that. Has that stem with what we're saying? So that, that's, we're going to get to the, the Ramban has a whole chalik on Nevuah. But to, just to give it a place all for the time being, what's the, very, very Gishmak, everything goes together beautifully. What's the Ramchal's definition of the divine language between Ruchnis and Gashmias? Is Gashmias is anything that you can perceive with your five senses. Ruchnis is you can't perceive with your senses. Nevuah, you're not using your senses during Nevuah. You're in an out-of-body state, you're using your Ruchnius during Nevuah. When you're in the state of Nevuah, you're using your Neshama, your Neshama is Ruchni. And Ruchnius can't perceive Ruchnius. That's what's happening with Nevuah. What? So he agrees with the Ramban. The Ramban agrees that in the state of Nevuah, yeah, the Ramchal agrees with that. In the state of Nevuah, which is Ruchnius, which is I'm, 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 I'm disembodied, it's my neshama that's out of my guf. So my neshama is ruchni. It can see ruchnius. That's nevu. I can see, I can interact with the malach. Um, and he also agrees with the Ramban. But when I'm down here, when I'm not in a state of nevuah, I can't see malachim. It's impossible to see malachim. Not shaykh to see malachim. If I think I'm seeing malachim, I'm merely hallucinating. Hallucinating. I remember back in my age days, I had people who told me that they saw malachim People who told me that they saw bad malachim, good malachim. And yes, it's true. It's true. They were high on something. That's exactly correct. It was a hallucination. Okay. Psychedelic. It was a psychedelic uh, kind of experience. So getting back to the Ramchal. Okay, so, but that's very solid. We have, Ramchal is giving a solid solidity over here. Gashmias means... You can perceive it with any of the five senses. That's Gashmi. Ruchni is you can't perceive it with any of your senses. And that's it. Not about up here, down there. <clears throat> not about, uh, I don't know, does it have to eat? Right? That's not the definition. It's, it's defined 
There is a starting point. There's a frame of reference. The frame of reference is, is us, is mankind. And that's it. But you can't go past that. Past that, there is no other way of defining it. Because you're always going to be going in circles to try to find some starting point. The starting point is us and our perception. Let's go on. Okay, so we saw yesterday the levels of Gashmius and the levels of Ruchmius. Gashmius is what we can perceive that's upper and lower, the celestial bodies and what's down here on planet Earth. And in Ruchmius we saw there's different types of Ruchmius as well. There's Malachim and there's Kaichis. Malachim is one type of spiritual entity. Kaichis is a different type of Ruchmius entity. You can't see Kaichis, you can't see Malachim. The Ramchal told us that Malachim have their rules that they that they that, that that govern them the same way we have rules down here that govern gashmius anything that's gashmi that's physical is subject to the laws of nature laws of thermodynamics the laws of electromagnetism the laws of of uh, physics right we're subject to all those laws malach there's laws that govern ruchnius as well things malachim can do things that they can't do and it's very complex as we saw very complicated there's different kinds of malachim different levels of malachim different things that malachim do all that being said, we're ready to go on, and here we get into some spookiness. V'ulam. V'ulam, we're exactly halfway through Simon Aleph. Chelek Aleph, Perik Dalid, Simon Aleph. Here we go. And just in time for the spooky Torah, we have Mr. Spooky himself. A good Morgan. Aleph, Dalid, Aleph. V'ulam, says the Ramchal. However, Baruch Nimtza min echad shal there is a type of creation, which is a middle ground. It bridges the gap. It's sort of a transitional element between Ruchnis and Gashmis. It's something that's kind of in between. There is something that Rebbein Shalom made, which is sort of at a, at a middle point, sort of not, not, not really Gashmis, not really Ruchnis. It's, it's, it's it's, it bridges the gap between Ruchnis and Gashmis. Bridges the gap. In between Ruchnis and Gashmias, Ramchal started off by telling us it's either Ruchnis or Gashmias, it's physicality or spirituality. How can anything be in the middle? So look again, let's look at the Lushan of the Ramchal. Very important to look at the Lushan. What did he say? Did he say that 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 um, there's a third type of matter, a third type of existence? He didn't say that really. But Ulam, let's read it again together. Let's see if, let's all pick up on the dig together. Nimtzamin Echad Shonavraim, there's another type of species, another type of creation. Shahu? Shahu, what's the next word? It's like, not really an emtsoi. In other words, whatever we're about to describe really is either ruchnius or gashmius, but it functions, it operates, it, it looks like it's something in the middle. It's kemoi, but not really, very, very meduik, that he's going exactly what he said originally. Everything is either a spirituality or physicality, physical or spiritual, but there's something that looks like it's in the middle. It looks like it's kind of a crossover. A, a uh, intermediary. What's that? V'hainu. What we're about to talk about is what, wait, what makes it kind of in the middle. It's not something that we can perceive. We can't perceive it. We can't see it. We can't smell it. We can't taste it. We can't feel it. Can't hear it. And it's also not... limited and bound by the rules of nature. Everything that's physical is governed and limited, limited by the rules of nature. You know, the sun can't suddenly one morning rise in the west and set in the east. Can't do that because 
laws of physics don't allow the sun to do that. The earth can't suddenly start spinning the other direction, which would really amount to the same thing as the sun rising the opposite way, right? The earth can't do that. Uh, water can't start flowing uphill. There's laws of physics, laws of nature. I can't snap my fingers and suddenly um, be dressed in my Shabbos clothes and have gone to the mikvah ready and have my chalant ready and bubbling on the stove. I can't do that. that. That defies the laws of physics. I can't snap my fingers and disappear and suddenly pop up in Antarctica. That goes against the laws of physics and the laws of nature. So the Ramchal said that this emtsoi, this thing that's kind of in the middle between Ruchnis and Gashmias, doesn't operate according to the laws of physics, the laws of nature. It's not bound by the laws of nature that we see. And we can't perceive it. Being that we can't perceive it, and it doesn't, not bound to the laws of physics, laws of nature that, that we perceive, it's therefore referred to as spiritual shaloi bedikduk. Ramchal said explicitly, shaloi bedikduk. It's incorrect really to call this spiritual ruchni, but it has elements of something that's ruchni. So w- before we even go on, we see what the Ramchal is talking about. It's clear that the Ramchal feels that in terms of the categories, it really is gashmi. Whatever we're about to talk about, it's gashmi, because he says not ruchni. But it has elements and properties of something that's ruchnis and that we can't perceive it. And it, it's not bound, it's not limited by the laws of nature that we are, and that everything in creation is. It is apart from the angelic realm. It's not a maloch, meaning it's, not, it's definitely not ruchnis. It's not a maloch. Even though it has similarities, it has things in common with a maloch. It does have things in common with a maloch. Not Mamash Amalach. Not Mamash Amalach. Um, has things in common with a Malach in that we can't perceive a Malach, you can't see a Malach. Never, ever, 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 ever. No way of seeing a Malach in its actual form. And Malach are not banned by the laws of physics, laws of nature. They don't, they're, 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 everything that we're banned by, they're not banned by. So Mitzah, that it, it, it functions like a Malach, appears like a Malach. Not Mamash Amalach. It has its own rules, its own laws. In other words, not a hefkeris. Even though it's not banned by the laws of physics, the laws of nature, it didn't become hefker. It's not that it, it, it's, it's a hefker belt that can do whatever it wants. The same way we saw with malachim. Malachim have their laws and their systems that they operate in. This entity as well, that's kind of in the middle, also certainly has the laws that govern it, according to how it functions and it, 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 its creation. We're talking about shadim. How's talking about a shadim? <clears throat> yes, that's right. He's talking about demons. Shadim, which were created uh, are a, a part of the Bria which appears to be transitional, appears to be rather an intermediary, appears to be somewhere in between Ruchnis and Gashmis. This is why they were created Benashmashas. So Vartan them being never Benashmashas is hard to pin them down. But I think exactly, exa- out exactly what they are. There's shaykh to here, are they shaykh to there? They're kind of shaykh to both realms, but it's clear from reading the Ramchal carefully, be'etzim they're gashmias. Be'etzim, at their very core, they're gashmias and not ruchnias, but there's elements of them that function in terms of ruchnias. Shehu min has shaydim. Okay, the species known as shaydim. V'ulam, gamhu yischalak lepartam achirim, within the shaydim, it's the same way within gashmias down here, there's sub, sub, subcategories, within the malachim and kaykhs, there's subcategories. Within the realm of the Shadim as well, there's subcategories. That oh, the overall umbrella category of Shadim is just a, 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 a general 
category into which they fit, and they're all subspecies of the world of demons, the world of Shadim. Okay, now, um, that's all the Ramchal is going to say about Shadim. But the Ramchal is leaving us with some, with some solid Yesoidus over here. He's telling us that Shadim can't be perceived. And Shadim are not bound by the laws of nature, the laws of physics. So that's certainly, there's, there's, there's many, many Chazals like this. They have, seems to have supernatural powers. Um, there's there's Maisek Shafim and Maisek Shadim. There's, there's ways of getting Shadim to do your dirty business for you. In, 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 in Mitzrayim, they knew how to manipulate Shadim to perform what seems to be acts of magic. They can, they're not bound by physics and, and nature. They can travel instantaneously. Um, yet, there are Gemars in different places which seem to indicate that there's, there, there's, a way, there's ways of, of, of maybe perceiving Shadim, seeing Shadim. So all those Gemars have to be re-examined based on what the Ramchal is telling us um, because Lamais the Ramchal is saying you can't see Shadim. You cannot. I, what about the, the Gemara the Gemar, the Gemar, the Gemar, the Gemar talks about the, 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 the shade detector, right? You can make the uh, what? The Gemara Brachas, that's right. The shade detector and Dabra Melch that seems to have been dealing with Shadim, interacting with Shadim. So Ramchal again declares, Paskins maybe even, that with regards to interacting, perceiving a shade, it's like a malach. You can't really perceive it. I dovet a malach. Shlom ha-melech, right? With 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 um, with um, with um, Ashmedai and the and the shamir. Those gemaras are going to have to be, according to the Ramchal, understood in terms of nevua. Th- through nevua, you can act, interact with a malach. Through nevua, you can act, interact with shadim. And actually, when we get up to the section on the vua, we'll see some scary things. The Ramchal's whole section on the vua, that sometimes people can think, be under the impression they're receiving prophecy, they may actually only be receiving um, devious messages from mischievous shadim. That's right, that's right. That could, that could be, such a thing could happen. So the, those gemars will have to be understood in terms of the vua pashtas, um, the shade detectors. You can't see a shade directly. You can see perhaps effects of a shade. Right, uh, the scattering, the flower, and that stuff. Okay, but to see the shade directly, according to Ramchal, it has elements in that regard of a malach. It's impossible to directly perceive a shade through one's five senses. Okay, so the, those gemaras have to be understood through the lenses of what the Ramchal is establishing over here. And Lamaisa, we, we know this, there's a gemara, Gemara Gittin, that says that the shade Mar says Shadim are Parim Viravin. They they reproduce, they procreate. Shadim have to eat. Shadim can die. Shadim can die. So we see where the Ramchal is coming from in establishing over here that Be'etzim Shadim are Gashmi. They're not Ruchni. Be'etzim they're Gashmi. This is why they're Gashmi. Um, they have elements and properties of Ruchni. The Gemara says they can travel instantaneously. Um, they can see the future. They can see the glimmerings of the future. So this is why we define them as a, maybe a category on their own right. But if we would want to pin it down to one of the two, the bats and the gashmis and not ruchnis. Not to say they're in the middle. They're in their own category. They're not gashmis or ruchnis. Why is Ramchal reluctant to make them their own category? Um, well, I mean, the Gemara just t- gives us, I don't know, meaning if, if we would have a source elsewhere that says there's only, everything only has two categories and that's it, everything is lined up into one or two categories, that Gemara wouldn't contradict that. 
The Gemara could go that way, but I'm saying that Gemara on its own could, is not a proof. What? Right, right. Meaning if, if we would have a source elsewhere from a Chazal, that all of creation is either Ruchni Sagash, we said that the Gemara says the three ways this way, three ways that way, okay, the Seder, but they're either one or the other. You hear him saying? Like that the Gemara is not a Haychach Bifnei that there is a third category. Why is the Ramchal reluctant to make Shadim a third category? I mean, the Ramchal is working with, with the Mahalach that, that there are only two categories in existence. Um, he's working with such a Mahalach, he's working with such a Mesoira. What's the Ramchal's source for this? What's the Ramchal's source? Um, yeah. Um, I don't have a source for you offhand. I have to, I have to go back and think about it. But uh, the Ramchal is coming from the Ramchal's Mahalach, based on his Messiah and his Makaris, is that everything, there's only, there's only two possibilities. Um, if we wouldn't have that Makar, is there anything wrong? Everybody, everybody agrees to that. Like. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Is there anything wrong with making the third category? I don't know if there's anything wrong but that's the system the Ramchal is working within over here. Okay. Um, um, yeah, so that's, we have, so, so, so far we have, we have man, maloch, and mischief maker. That's the, uh, the shadim. Now, the Ramchal is going to tell us, after we've established that there's Ruchnis and Gashmias, and there's, there's very subtle Gashmias, there is something that actually does mamish, um, bridge the two worlds, and that's man himself. Let's see, vihine. Now that we've established the basics, the basic definitions, there's something unique about man. What's unique about man? Man is the only thing in creation which is actually a composite of both types of categories. Man's the only thing like this. It's exclusive to man that he is at the same time Ruchni and Gashmi. Fused together, compounded together. That's the neshama coming from the upper realms, ruchnius, spiritual, the spiritual component. from the lowly gov, that's the physical components. Which you don't find in any other creation. Ramchal is going to conclude this paragraph with such a very important yesoid over here, something to pack it. And we've had a lot of yesoids so far over here. It says in, 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 in um, how to look at planetary objects, how to look at the sun and the moon and Mars and space exploration. We've had Yesoidus in Shadim, what Shadim are. We're about to have Yesoidus now in the difference between man and animals. So the Ramchal, man is the only thing that has Ruchnis and Gashmias fused together at the same time. Nothing else in creation has Ruchnis and Gashmias together. The Khan Tizahir. Here you got to be very careful, says the Ramchal. Don't make the mistake to think Now the Ramchal knows even, even 400 years ago that he's going to be up against the animal rights people. Ramchal's aware of this. Don't make the mistake to think that there's something... What? Or the evolutionists. That there's something that, 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 that is similar between man and animal in terms of this idea of of, 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 of joining Ruchnis and Gashmis together, having a, a compound substance, a composite of spiritual and, and physical. Other life forms are not like man in this matter. Even other Bali Chaim are, 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 are not like man. This is unique to man. Don't make the mistake to make the comparison. Aye, but there's other things, but they're alive. They're alive. The horse is alive. The whales are alive. 
The squirrels are alive. They're all alive. Isn't that Ruchnius? Isn't that Ruchnius? They're alive. Zokter Amchal? No, it's not Ruchnius. Ki ain't nefesh ha-balichayim elodover gashmim and adakim shevi gashmius. The life force, what keeps animals alive, is something gashmi, is something physical, is something ultimately that can be somehow, somewhere, detected in the laboratory. It's not Ruchnius, it's gashmius. It's dak, it's very subtle, it's very... Um, um, <clears throat> difficult to perceive, but it's Gashmi. It's linked to the world of Gashmi. It's not Ruchni. Not coming from the upper realms. It's not coming from the realms of Malachim and Koichas of the Rebbeinu himself, the Kisei Akavad. No. The life force and the Chiyos of Bali Chaim is Gashmi, and and the, the Torah really spells this out. Ki Hadamu Nefesh. Now, that's the vart and why the Torah always associates the nefesh of Baal with dam. It resides in the dam. Somehow linked to the dam, some very dachistic property of dam itself, and linked to the dam within the dam, somehow is the life force, the animated property of, of, of what keeps Baal alive. There's, there's, there's no kesher elyon, bichlal. Um, this property of life, which is Something gashmi, which is dakim and hadakim, it's very subtle, very imperceptible, but it's still physical. It's, it's gashmi, and that's that gives them the basic life of balichaim. Man does have that. We do have that in our dam. Because our starting point is we're a balchai. But linked to whatever that, that life force is, that koychachius, that's in our dam, is cemented to that. The beginnings of a neshama el yoyno, shehumin bria b'fnei atzmoi, which is a nivra, which is a separate entity, a separate, separate uh, element in creation, and it's ruchni nivdom and aguf legamri, separate from the guf. It's not the guf, even though it's cemented to the guf. Verachuk mimenu admoid, it's distant from it. Admoid, vastly different. Va- I'm sorry, vastly separate. What that means is he's talking about where, where the neshama ultimately goes. The neshama is cemented. To the dam, to the to the chius in the dam, which is the dam, which is in the in, 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 in which is the nefesh, which is in the guf, but from that point on, it goes rachik ma'od. It goes up to the highest. Uh, even as we are here in this guf, we have an neshama that goes way way up. Shabav and nikshares by bigzeirasi is barach. It's nevertheless <clears throat> fused, cemented to, and intertwined with the nefesh, which is in the dam, which is the gashmius aspect of our. Life, for the purposes that we've already established in previous program to allow us to have the to allow us to have a realm to work within, to allow us to have an opportunity to make ourselves like the Rebbein Shalalim. So I just want to, just it's a couple things here in wrapping this up. <clears throat> so first of all, we do have something in common with the animals, but they don't have, there's something that they don't have in common with us. The starting point of life, which is the, this is what's referred to as the Nefesh Tachtoin. The Nefesh Tachtoin, Whenever you find that sprach nefesh tachtoin, which a behem also has nefesh tachtoin means a koyach of chius, which is which is which is gashmi, which is linked to the dam, which is linked to the guf. That's the nefesh tachtoin. It is something that's alive, but it's not ruchni. It's gashmi. Animals have a nefesh tachtoin. They only have a nefesh tachtoin. There's nothing above that. <clears throat> There's no ruchnius over there. It's very dark. It's hard to see. It's hard to pick up on that. But it's but it but it's still gashmi. We have a nefesh tachtoin connected to our nefesh tachtoin. Is a nefesh elyon. 
Beimus don't have that. Balechaim don't have that. <clears throat> but once we have a nefesh elyon, that creates another nefesh. I mean, the Ramchal doesn't speak this out over here, but but um, connecting this up with something we saw in the Ramchal a few prokem ago, just to put the whole thing together to have a davar shalim. Once we have a nefesh elyon, which is ruchni, which is connected to the nefesh tachtoin, our life functions differently than than the life of Balechaim. And by life, I mean the fact that we can be alive down here, physical life. A behemoth's physical life is exclusively a function of the nefesh tachtoin. You tamper with the nefesh tachtoin, um, interfere with the nefesh tachtoin, and the, the animal's life is over. Once a human being has a nefesh elyoin, so the, the physical life of the human being is no longer exclusively dependent on the nefesh tachtoin. It's dependent on the connection between the nefesh elyoin and the nefesh tachtoin. Nefesh elyoin is kept going by its connection to the, I'm mean, sorry, nefesh tachtoin. Is kept going by its connection to the nefesh elyon, and that's part of what the Rebbeim does with connecting these two together. Is not only there's a connection, but the it's an elevation, it's a promotion, and an upgrade. It's an upgrade to the chius of of a human being. Is that his chius is not only dependent exclusively on the nefesh tachtoin. The nefesh tachtoin's ability to keep the person alive is dependent on the nefesh tachtoin's connection to the nefesh elyon. So until that is severed, there's still chius down here. To, to, create, to, to create death down here, for a human being, you have to break the connection between the nefesh elyon and the nefesh tachtoin. Not just about compromising the nefesh tachtoin, it's about breaking that connection. The nefesh tachtoin is kept alive via the nefesh elyon. Okay? It keeps the nefesh tachtoin uh, functioning within the, the, um, the guf. It gives chiz to us, but it's a... Well, only because it's connected to the right. neshama, you said. Right, right. So without the neshama, that's mashal, that it cannot give chiz to us. Yeah, well, what, 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 what essentially is happening is... Um, um, part of this gezeris hakosiv of... Um, of the uh, Rebbe giving us a nefesh elyon is that we're changing the... I mean... I don't want to say it's just semantics, um, because it is, it, it is, it is uh, it's a change in, in how it functions. We still have a nefesh tachtoin like a behemoth has a nefesh tachtoin, but our nefesh tachtoin is different than a behemoth's nefesh tachtoin, in that our nefesh tachtoin gives us chiyas, but the nefesh tachtoin, if it's no longer connected to nefesh elyon, then that's mafsik its ability to give us chiyas. That's, that's really what's happening as a result of this gzeirah. Um, so, um, <clears throat> on its own, Batsim is capable of doing it. But, um, you know, it would be like, um, like, um, you know, we had, let's say, we have, um, someone in charge of, uh, Someone in charge of the soup kitchen. He's in charge of giving everybody soup. He makes all the decisions. You know, he's in charge. Of, he's in charge of the soup kitchen. He decides to give everyone soup, and he actually fills everyone's bowls up with soup. He opens up the soup kitchen out of the goodness of his heart. Everyone comes, all the hungry souls that come with bowls that are empty, they leave with bowls that are full of soup because he's giving everyone soup. And he he is exclusively doing it. No one's telling him what to do. And 
making the soup, serving the soup, and giving everyone sustenance and nourishment. And one day, you know, the government decides to crack down this guy. The government says, well, you're, you're authorized. You're not allowed to do this. We're, you know, there's a, we just passed a law that, that you can only give soup to people that we, we tell you you're allowed to give soup to. So you give him a whole list of people he's allowed to give soup to. So if they're on the list, he gives them soup. So he's still giving them the soup, but only if, if he has authorization. He's bad some capable of doing it, but now he has to be authorized. They're not, he's not authorized. He can't do it anymore. And that's it. That they leave hungry that day. So that's what the Rebbein did. He put something in charge of the nefesh tachtoin of a person, and that's the nefesh elyon, is calling the shots. So long as the nefesh elyon is connected to the nefesh tachtoin, nefesh tachtoin can keep giving soup. Give soup. Yummy soup. But the nefesh elyon disappears, and the nefesh tachtoin says, I can't do it anymore. That's, that's I think, the you know way of wrapping our heads around it. But we did see, we did see, the Ramchal told us that one of the simonim, that there's a nefesh elyon, is chiyus. We saw, had that a few prakim ago. And that's what we were talking about, the people that Rachmal Etzlan in the hospital on life support systems were, were so um, determined not to interfere with that because there's still, uh, there's still Nefesh Elyon over there. There's a Neshama. Um, if, if the heart is beating, even if it's being assisted through machinery, but there's a Neshama that's, that's present. Okay, good. This is quite a lot. So, um, um, uh, everyone should have a wonderful Shabbos. We'll continue with Hashem next week. Thank <laughs> you.